The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back to the Next Level Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for joining me today. Today, I really wanted to reflect on the Rise Up conference that we had last week. I feel like I've had a full week now to really digest everything that that event was and what came out of it, the themes, the lessons, the journeys. And I really want to speak to that today. So I want to share with you what the main themes were that came across that weekend, what lessons I learned and the things that I recognize have shifted in me in that period of time between the last Rise Up conference to this Rise Up conference. Honestly, like I love being in a room of of people willing and ready to dive deep and to look within and to shift and grow. And to do it with my friend Rosie was just, honestly, I'm so blessed. And also with everything that's happened in this week leading up to me recording this episode with Brisbane going into lockdown for a mini little lockdown, hopefully only that three days. And just recognizing how blessed and how grateful and how thankful I am for the fact that we got to do that last weekend. Like in this climate, it is risky to book events. It is risky to do things in person with everything that's going on in the world, especially here in Australia. And I am so freaking grateful that we still got to put it on the way that we got to put it on. It was honestly the way we wanted it to be. We didn't feel affected by any of the restrictions and it went ahead the way that we wanted it to go ahead and everything that we wanted for last weekend, the shifts, the breakthroughs, the incredible shifts and awarenesses, honestly, like it was just phenomenal with each and every person that shifted from day one to day two, the awarenesses that came through, the growth that has happened since like this week, the Facebook group has gone crazy. Everyone's just been sharing their awarenesses, their breakthroughs, their challenges and their evolutions from that weekend. And I know they're going to continue to happen because we're supporting them over this next month. So basically we're going to help them with some integration calls because it is interesting. Like we don't, we, when we created Rise Up, we did not want it to be this inspirational rah, rah, like you feel really good on the weekend and then you go back to your life and nothing changes. We definitely did not want that. We wanted to bring the work that Rosie and I do separately together into that room to create the shifts and the breakthroughs in order for you to walk away from it, to be shifted on a cellular level, on a subconscious level. So then you no longer want to do the things that you used to do. You no longer wanted to hide. You no longer wanted to play small. You no longer wanted to self-sabotage. We wanted to shift you in a way that allowed you to step back into your life to do that. And I feel like we, we have done that. And we are also in the process of doing that because everyone's healing process is different. Everyone's journey is different. And so we cannot judge it. And that's one of the biggest themes that came out of the weekend was don't judge what you think or feel. Because when you judge what you think or feel, you're judging yourself. And that's only, only adding an extra layer that causes you to hold on to, right, and argue for that limitation. And when we judge it, 
we keep it. Whereas when we bring compassion and self-awareness to it and love to it, we release it. Because we are human beings. We're going to have thoughts. We're going to have judgmental thoughts. We're going to have positive and negative emotion. And yet one of the biggest themes that came out of last weekend is that all emotion is okay. All emotion is valid. When we judge it, we create this resistance to actually feeling and processing it. But when we allow it and we bring awareness to it and we allow it to be and we allow it to speak to us, it becomes your journey. It becomes your growth because you're moving through it rather than trying to avoid it. So that was phenomenal to see with multiple different people in the room having that awareness and allowing themselves to feel what they felt bring light to it and love to it and compassion to it, and then express it. That's one of the best things that I feel that really came out of last weekend was having this awareness around like one client basically judging the feeling that she was experiencing. And when we actually went into it and allowed that feeling to speak, it was there for her in every shape and form. And it was there for her to protect her, to keep her safe. Right. And we, when we judge our programming and our conditioning, we are arguing for that limitation. We're holding onto it instead of actually allowing it just to be and allowing it to let it to release. So what I mean by that is that we judge ourselves for having certain thoughts and having certain feelings about certain, because they've been created through our life experience, right? We've experienced all of these things that have created evidence that our brain is holding onto as proof not to do something or to do something, Right. So we're holding on to this and we're arguing for that. We go, well, we can't do this because of this, or we can't be this because of this experience, or I shouldn't feel this for whatever reason, right? But what if it was okay? What if it was totally here for you? And when we allow it, we can bring such heart to it and such compassion to it that that's when you move through it, right? Don't judge it, release it, allow it, express it. So that was one of the themes that came through last weekend. Another one was authenticity and authenticity to the level of being safe to be authentically you. Ultimately, that's what we all want. We want to be fully accepted. We want to accept ourselves and we want to be accepted by others as our true selves, not as the version we show other people, not as the persona that we put on, not as the mask that we show up in, in certain relationships or situations. We want to be fully accepted as the authentic version of who we are. And often so many of us don't feel safe to do that. And again, it comes back to the evidence from the past of when we've shown ourselves in the past, we've been judged or we haven't felt safe because we've been told to be otherwise. We've been told to be the good girl. We've been told to be the professional one. We've been told to be strong and masculine, right? We've been told to be many things. And then we hold on to that belief system that we have to be that person in order to be safe. But ultimately what we all want is just to be truly authentically ourselves and be accepted in it for us to be safe to do so. And the first step in doing that is finding safety within yourself and leaning into that authenticity and allowing that to be safe for you because no one else's judgments are about you. Majority of the time they're about other people. If other people are judging you, it's got to do with their values, their fears, their doubts, their, their own insecurities, their own judgments, right? And so they look at you doing things in your authentic self and they judge it because they are too scared to be themselves. They're too scared to be their authentic selves. 
So when we allow it and we truly lean into it and we start to become that authentic self, we are absolutely rewarded for it. And this was so prevalent with one of the attendees from last weekend that basically spoke about how she didn't feel safe to be herself in her current situation. And she was currently showing up in her masculine, currently showing up as the person that had to be strong and to be the masculine, to be one of the boys, right? And so in her current situation with her business, that's who she was showing up as. And so she had these stories around that it wasn't safe to be my feminine self. It wasn't safe to be all versions of me, that I had to show up in this masculine version. And that's who I was accepted as. And so by shifting, oh my God, she went on such a journey over the weekend. It was so phenomenal to watch from having her come in and see a little bit of resistance, but then also leaning into that awareness and setting the intention that this is what she would want, was wanting to work on. Her feedback from the weekend was like, I thought I was coming from for one thing and I got so much more than what I thought I needed that it has shifted me on such a way that she's able to now show up in her feminine energy in that situation and be fully authentic herself. And within three days, she did that and she was rewarded in such a magical way. Oh my goodness, it was so phenomenal to see her share that in the Facebook group and show that she did that, she owned it, she took action towards it, and then she was rewarded for it. The universe wants to deliver. And when we balance the masculine and feminine energies in everything that we do, from money to business to life to relationships, we are rewarded in such a magical way because if we're rejecting one side of ourselves, like we all have masculine and feminine energies within ourselves. So if we're rejecting the masculine or we're rejecting the feminine, we're out of balance with ourselves, right? So when we actually balance the both and we bring both of them together from a full harmonized, alchemized place, it allows us to fully become this next level version of ourselves because we've got the, the to and flow, right? We've got the circulation that happens when we come from a place of fully embodied masculine and feminine energies. Now I'm going to do a whole episode on balancing masculine and feminine energies with money in the coming weeks. So make sure you check that out because I'll talk a little bit more about it then. The other main theme that came out of last weekend was you've got to know what you want. You've got to know what you want in such a clear way that without it, you can never get there. You can never get there. So you need to get super clear on what it is that you want, the life that you want to live, the vision of the life that you want to live, how much money it's going to take in order to get there. Like all of these types of elements of growing your business right through to becoming the leader that you want to be, right through to the big vision of your life that you want to create, the lifestyle that you want to experience, the experiences that you want to bring into your existence, like all of that. Without that, we cannot uncover anything of it, right? So before the Rise Up conference, we asked everyone to jump on a group call where we took them through an intention setting exercise, as well as having clarity around what it is that they wanted. Because when, when we allow ourselves to dream and we don't judge it, honestly, so much can come out of that, that intention, but also the clear direction and the message that we're sending to the universe allows it to deliver. So remember on day two, we were actually uncovering money blocks. We were working through limiting beliefs around money, experiences around money, feelings around money, and all of the things that we tell ourselves that we are not worthy of. 
And so on day one, we worked through a whole heap of worth. And so we'd shifted them in this whole space of feeling like they deserved it and feeling like they're worthy of anything that they want. And then when we stepped into day two and started asking them more about money because it's so connected to self-worth and feeling deserving that we attach a lot of our money stories to that, that when we spoke about money and I asked everyone, it was so fascinating, I asked everyone to write a number down of what would represent their next level version of their life, right? So the big vision that they want to bring into existence, how much money would they need in order to bring that to life? And everyone was like, so hesitant to write a number down. And I was like, this was the exercise. I'm like, just write a number down, (laughs) right? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to know the how behind it. You don't have to know where it's going to come from. Like none of that. I just want you to write down a number of what would represent you bringing that, that vision to life. And many people wrote down millions of dollars, right? And then you should have seen the visceral reaction to that number that happened in the room. You should have seen it. It was so fascinating just to see everyone feel so uneasy. They were moving in their seats. They were shifting in uncomfortable ways. They were repelling from it. So they pushed their, their chairs away from their desk without, without even realizing they were doing, but I was watching. And just like this, their body language started to shift. So they'd write a number down and they'd cross their arms Right. So this is visceral reaction to what we believe we're worthy of when it comes to money. And so when some people were like, oh, but I write this number down, but it's impossible. Right. Like it's impossible as if as if I could have that. And so it's like, well, that belief about you not believing it's possible for you is actually the reason that stopping that abundance from coming to you. And it was so fascinating to then help them shift that those belief systems. We worked through then elevating their money mindset, working through having polarity with scarcity and abundance in our bodies because they're, we have to have both, right? We cannot have wealth in our bodies without understanding the feeling of scarcity and working with scarcity, right? It's, it's so hard for me to even go into with you this today because it's literally was a whole day. We took everyone through when it came, comes to financial liberation. So it was just fascinating to watch the shifts. And again, we recognize that it's like, please do not judge this. Like, don't judge the thoughts and beliefs that you have around money. Don't judge the feelings. Don't judge the experiences because they were there for you. And the programming and conditioning were out of your control, right? When we're in the stages of programming, between the ages of zero to seven, our brain is literally mush. It is still developing. It's still in a developmental stage and it doesn't actually have a filter to determine whether we want to believe that or not. We don't have the conscious awareness in order to go, oh, what's the context in this story? Oh, isn't that interesting that my dad believes that you have to work hard to earn money? Do I want to believe that? No, I actually don't really want to believe that. So I'm not going to adopt that thought. We don't have the conscious awareness in order to do that at that age. So our brain is literally downloading the modeling that we're shown from our parents and the people around us in those ages. So we're literally taking on board their feelings around money, their feelings around relationships, their feelings around surviving, living in existence in this world. Like every element, we're actually downloading their programming, their conditioning, right? We're actually downloading their feelings, their belief systems, their fears, their doubts, their their stories, like all of it. And it's not until we get to an older age, like after the age of 25, when our brain is fully developed and we start to recognize that, hang on a minute, our parents were adults and they had life experience as well. And they had certain situations that were happening for them at the time. And we start to gain context, right? And we don't have that ability at such a young age. Whereas when we start to then explore the context, we go, well, of course, my mom was feeling that when this was happening, right? That's normal for her to feel that in that that situation. 
But often our brain will always look for ways to develop a belief system. So it will look and go, well, what does this mean about me? And so our brain will deduce a belief system about what that means about us. And sometimes it's so out of context and it is so innocent. And yet those inner children are literally running the show day in, day out of our lives and our businesses. And so that's why the Rise Up Conference was so phenomenal is that we actually get to unlock all of that, bring context to it, bring awareness to it, shift it on a subconscious level. Like the processes we took these women and men through over those two days were phenomenal. And honestly, like the integration that then takes place after that. So they're still going to be integrating for the next 21 days, right? It's not something that happens overnight. It takes a little bit of time. They also have a rewiring process that they need to listen to for 21 days after the event to help fully rewire the new level of belief systems that they want to then step into. So honestly, like the Rise Up Conference is just next level. And I know that it sounds cocky for me to say, but the shifts and breakthroughs that everyone has over that weekend prove that. And I'm so blessed to be a part of it and to be able to bring all of this awareness to myself, but also to my clients and everyone that shows up on that weekend. It's so amazing to facilitate. And I'm just so blessed that we got to do that last weekend. So, oh, honestly, so good. Okay. So then the next question is obviously, when are we going to do the next one? So we're most likely looking at doing one in early next year. So there is a wait list open. So if you'd like to put your name on there to be the first to hear about when the next dates will be available and where it's going to be, we will let you know through that wait list link, which you can find in the show notes, which is christinecorcoran.com.au slash rise up wait list. All right. The other two lessons that I want to share with you quickly that I took away from the rise up conference were more about me and my journey from last year to this year but also the way that we had to pivot really quickly. So because of all the restrictions that were going on in Australia at the time, there was a lot of risk going into the Rise Up Conference. And one of the core things that I took away from our experience in the lead up to this is that Rosie and I's intention and focus was that the Rise Up Conference was going ahead no matter what. We held that vision in our minds in the lead up so strongly that there was no other option, right? And I think one of the things that people can go into a lot of self-doubt and fear in these times, especially if you've got events, especially if you've got a business, that things expect to happen. But I am—I honestly just kept reminding myself that I create my own reality. I create my own reality. And I kept reminding myself of that in my mind. And then I would envision exactly the way I wanted it to go. I had a script that I had created that I would read every single morning of the experience that I wanted the Rise Up Conference to be, how I would prepare for it, how I would feel going into it. And also then reminding myself of exactly the way that I wanted it to go. So I was holding that vision in my mind so strongly with just absolute steadfastness that I was like, This is exactly what's going to happen. We are not going to have any issues. And I think that in the lead up, it could have been very easy for me to get caught up in indulging in stress and drama because of everything else that was going on around us. So I think it was like two weeks before maybe it was three, two or three weeks before we obviously heard then Melbourne went into lockdown. Sydney was in lockdown. At the time, we didn't actually have anyone coming up from Sydney. So it wasn't a big issue. Um, We had some people coming from New South Wales, but they weren't in the Sydney area. And then we had people coming across from WA. Everyone had booked their flights, right? Booked flights, booked accommodation, were planning to come along. Northern Territory, we had someone that was just watching, just kind of planning on attending, but we're going to watch and just see and book last minute. 
And then obviously with all the lockdowns that happened, we also had people, people who were interested in coming across from New Zealand, but were really freaking out about the, well, not freaking out, but they were worried obviously about the water bubble then closing. So with all of that going on in the lead up, Rosie and I had a conversation and we were talking about, you know, yes, definitely holding strong on the vision that we want it to be and that it's going to be in person, that we're going to do that no matter what. There were obviously clauses in place for the venue that we could have postponed if we wanted to. Uh, but we didn't want to, we wanted this. We knew that everyone needed it at this point. They were signing up for it for a reason. So we were like, if we can do it in Queensland, we're going to go ahead with it no matter what. And so then within like, I think it was 10 days out, obviously everything that happened in Melbourne, everyone who had booked from Melbourne were contacting us going, well, what do we do? Like, do we cancel our flights? Like, do we hold strong? Do we hope that we're going to come out of lockdown in time? And to be honest, with everything that had happened last year, I was like, I don't really know if that's even going to be possible. We obviously want to hold strong, but we need to have a contingency plan. And so what was really interesting is that then Rosie and I started to do to to discuss live streaming it and having an option where people could then obviously just live stream in from their home. And we were like, well, okay, let's look at it from this perspective. Is it possible to do, firstly, what's it going to cost? Is it going to be doable for the experiences that we want them to have? How are we going to make it really interactive? Like we started really looking at it from that perspective and we got some help as well. We asked around with a couple of people that we knew about live streaming, got some support with that. Uh, And then we actually made it happen. Like we pulled it all together. We made sure we got the right camera. We made sure we had the right audio. We got support, our support team to make sure that they could manage the Zoom room. We did breakout sessions to make sure that they had some interaction with the people in the, on Zoom as well. We were able to live stream them up onto the big screen so then everyone in the room could see them. We were able to do some live coaching with them. Like it was so phenomenal. Honestly, like I just don't know how we pulled it off, to be honest. Um, and so I want to share with you two little things. One, um, I think it was in January, Rosie and I, when, when we were discussing to book the date for Rise Up, um, we were talking about whether we should offer a live stream option. And we looked into it at the time. And I remember looking into a couple of different companies that help people live stream. And it was extremely expensive. It was thousands and thousands of dollars. And we were just like, oh, I don't know if that's something that we really want to do. We want to keep the price point lower. Um, and we'd have to factor that into the cost. So we were like, I don't think we should do it this time. Let's just leave it. And it's so interesting how the universe just makes it happen for you and reminds you that actually you can do things that are hard. (laughs) Um, And so in the lead up to it, when it came down to that basically crunch time, we were like, we either have to refund all of these tickets or we're going to have to give them another option. And devastating as it was, because honestly, I so wanted those people in the room. I had clients coming across from WA in Melbourne and I so wanted them to be in the room to experience what it is because obviously I've spoken about it so many times, the experience that happens at Rise Up and it was devastating. But then I was like, well, we just have to accept what is and do what we possibly can now. And so when we had made the decision, we were going to make it happen. What was really fascinating to me, and I think it's an element of the work that I've done in the years and years and years that I've done previously, I would have gone into freak out mode. I would have stressed about it. I would have let it control my thoughts in the whole lead up to the event. I would have probably played out all the negative scenarios of how it could go wrong. And honestly, like I decided in that moment in the 10 days leading up to that event that I wasn't going to even think about it. I wasn't going to indulge in the stressful thoughts. I was not going to indulge in the what if scenarios that haven't even happened yet. I was going to allow myself to prepare the way I would have normally prepared for an event. 
and take care of my energy and take care of my clients that I was working with and really make sure that that experience was going to be amazing because it was, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time and energy to spend your, spend your life indulging in stressful thoughts and what if thoughts of things that aren't even reality, right? That haven't even happened yet. And so I feel like I have grown in such a massive way in that space in order to literally like on the Friday, I remember getting to the accommodation and and Rosie and I were just chatting about it. Only then did I start freaking out a little bit about it because Rosie and I were chatting about what could possibly go wrong, which probably probably shouldn't have done. Um, And I think that, you know, Rosie, uh, I felt like the tech was very much on me because Rosie was like, I've got no idea in this space. I don't know what to do. I've never done this before. And I was like, neither have I, but we're going to figure it out. Um, And so then we went over to the venue on the Friday and tested it and then literally like troubleshooted at that time, right? This, like, this is how last minute it was. We were literally in the venue going, how the hell am I going to move the camera that's connected to the laptop to when we move around the room? How are we going to get the people who are on the live stream on the big screen? How are we going to make sure that there's no refurb going on because we've got two cameras logged into zoom, right? So we like had to like literally figure out every little tech step of the way, plus then wait for our support team to arrive to then take them through the process and then make sure that they were on top of it to know what we expected from them. And it was a massive job, like honestly, like for someone to manage the energy of that group, to let us know when there were any questions going on, to manage the chat, like all of it, it was a massive, massive job. And so I kind of want to acknowledge myself, not kind of, I do want to acknowledge myself for making sure that I didn't panic and I didn't go into any stressed states in the lead up to the event, knowing that everything would work out really well. The only thing that I feel like didn't go so well is that we had issues with our, with the clicker that was attached to the slides. So I had to sometimes go up to the computer and adjust the slides there, which was quite frustrating. And what was fascinating is that happened on day one. And I remember day two, before I I got up and got to the venue, I laid in bed and I was like, today's going to be an amazing day. Everyone has going to have slept really well. They're going to have experienced some beautiful shifts and awarenesses overnight. And my clicker is going to work. I was like setting the intention for the day. And you know what? The day That day, the clicker wasn't an issue. <laughs> so fascinating. I just always find that sometimes we don't realize that we're literally creating the reality that we're experiencing. So make sure that you're putting intention behind it. Make sure that you're speaking about it in the way that you want it to be rather than the way, way that you think it you know should be or the way that you don't want it to be. F- speak about how you want it to be. The language that you are creating and the way that you're utilizing language in your life is literally creating the emotional response, which then impacts your experience. So if you use the word struggle, guess what you're going to have? More struggle. If you use the word growth, you're going to have more opportunity for growth. If you use the word expansion, you're going to have the opportunity to grow and expand, right? Utilize words that you want it to be rather than what you think it is, right? Remember, because the way that you think it is, is actually just your programming and conditioning, right? That's it. That's all it is. And often we go, well, I'm going to argue for the fact that no, this is reality. This is the way it is. No, that's your perception on reality, right? The perception that you're putting on it, the meaning you're placing on it and the language that you use is describing that meaning. So make sure that you choose really empowering language to describe your experience. Cool. Okay. That was a lot. So yeah, biggest lessons that I took away, don't indulge in the panic and stress. It's not worth your time and energy. Make sure that you are open to expansion because sometimes it happens whether you want it to or not. Pivoting and change sometimes is the best way for you to experience new things. So if that hadn't have happened, if that live stream situation hadn't have happened, 
I wouldn't have walked away from that going, this is now possible for my next events. It was so engaging and I just loved the feedback that we got from the live stream about how they got great experience from it. We now know that that's a possibility for next time. So there was, and we grew as facilitators, I believe. Rosie and I grew as facilitators to manage that group, to manage the live stream, to bring them together so they felt like they were in the room. I feel like we really grew as facilitators over the weekend as well. Such a good debrief. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took a lot away from this and I would love to hear your feedback. If you were at the Rise Up conference hearing these, I'd love to hear what your main themes were from the weekend. Make sure you post it in our Rise Up inner circle. Otherwise, everyone else, thank you so much for listening. I hope you also took a lot away from this and I hope you allow yourself to grow and expand in new ways from this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I'll speak to you all on Thursday. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level.